Outsiders Only. This is Sky Terror. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Outsiders Only, the fan podcast about the game Sky Terror by PvP Geeks. This week, it's just uh, myself and my wingman, Christian, aka Rem. Christian, how's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up? We decided to do something different this week, something that, in fact, I think we have never done except Ooh. in the very beginning, which was we played a game with each other. <laughs> yeah, we're closing the circle. <laughs> yes, we have not played a game with one another in a very long time, uh, mainly because uh, Christian has taken on new responsibilities, which obviously take precedence, which is having the addition to your family. Yeah, that's the excuse at least, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe you don't like me, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's nice that we got to try something, and we got to try something new. We um, we played Ashen Pass this week, which we will touch on a little bit later in the episode. But first, uh, we just want to go over some uh, little news that you may not be aware of potentially. So uh, Christian, why don't you just kick things off with the, the updates of the Sky Terror scene? Yeah, so basically we have the Summer League coming to an end. Uh, Ricardo has just posted, uh, I, I think we're in, in the top eight bracket at the moment for uh, the America playoffs. Uh, same for the European part. So if you want content to to digest to to watch regarding sky tear there should be some great games coming up for the summer sky tear league and there's also qualifier for the world series coming up so lots of lots of games to watch and lot, lots of sky tier related stuff to to look forward to so i'm personally personally i'm very excited yeah, that's going to be awesome. I wish I had more time to digest more content, but I always feel I'm getting overwhelmed with having to create as well as digest, and it just becomes a never-ending spiral, it feels like, these days. Yeah, true. But at least at, at YouTube uh, videos, you can fast-forward a bit yes. and uh, get the games uh, watched quicker than, than when true. you actually play it. So, yeah. But it's fun watching it live. You get that that experience like you're a part of it and you're there, which is, which yeah, is always definitely. fun too. And it's always uh, more more exciting and there's Indeed. more suspense than when you fast forward and you're like, oh, okay, three heroes gone. Mm. I, I, I guess <laughs> things happened. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, that's true. All right, so one of the things we wanted to talk about today is the new cards that have come into rotation because of the implementation of Ashen Pass. And yeah. We basically got a chance to test those out in our game today, and we built decks with those in mind, or at least I built a deck. You quote unquote built a deck, and, <laughs> and we uh, got to basically see some of those in action and what was the impact they had. Because I mean, when you see cards and you start thinking of the possibilities, that's one thing. When you actually start seeing them come and the order they come and how they can be used, really gives you a true idea of their power or maybe their. Uh, falling short of what your expectations were originally were yeah definitely so the cards the new cards are from the from the card only uh, expansion into ashes i think that's that's how it's called and yeah like you like you said i did some serious deck building which means <laughs> i i messaged smears and that's i told him yeah I, I i need a deck and he was like the classic hey hello rem what is up? 
And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Italian impression. So, yeah, hopefully I didn't fail too hard. Uh, and, and he was or like, offend yeah, anyone. Yeah, <laughs> 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 At least that's what I imagine when he writes. Well, that's the sound that I get in my head. So, yeah. And, and he asked right. me if I want to, to have the good yellow deck or the slightly worse blue deck. And I, I thought I haven't played a game in a while now. So, I stick to my guns. And basically uh, got a mono blue deck, which was built for the single lane. And it had some interesting new cards in it that I was very excited to play. So what, what was your, your process on, on building the deck for, for the new map? Or which cards were you looking forward to include? For me, I am a inherent deck builder. I love the process of deck building. So I decided to start with a concept and go from there. So my concept on this was to build my deck, which I've titled Opposites Attract. And it's a mainly blue and red deck, but I chose heroes that have the common theme of green amongst them. So that is going to be the commonality of cards in the pool based on what I choose. And it was a lot of fun to do, and it worked out quite well. So the cards that I look for in this is I am inherently, I've decided, more of an aggro player. So the card Psychic Shield was uh, very much on my radar because it's Mm. the only thing that adds a plus three bonus outside of the ultimates. And I kind of thought that people would be going after heroes with power cards, so it has that secondary aspect. So that's not the main reason I put in is because of the card itself. It was because of its uh, attack boost of plus three that was its main draw for me. But I also like the fact that it could be used in a defensive manner, which actually somewhat helped me, I guess, <laughs> in yeah, in uh, in our game. But I thought a lot of people could be using Shattermines. Uh, the fact that Freyhill seems to be very popular with this map for healing and then can suddenly become a power card damage dealer, it adds that utility. So uh, that was a big one for me going into the deck. Yeah. The other one I added with this was Guide because it provides the three mana as a... Uh, flip card or as a lead from hand it just adds that extra ability and because my deck is wanting to attack and be a little bit more aggressive i like that it could move the control token back at the same time and provide that extra insurance uh, if i am going more aggro and somehow losing the control factor i thought it gave just a little bit more help in that regard yeah that's the one card i, I wasn't so sure so sure about it it didn't end up in my deck and when i say it didn't end up in my deck it, it didn't end up in the deck i received <laughs> mm-hmm. but i would be a little hesitant on the single lane map to to include it i think the big the big thing going for it is that you push the marker inside of the influence range or, or the three hexes from from a tower or outside of it and I have the feeling that in the one lane map, it's it's rare that you only win by one, uh, so that it would actually make a difference. But maybe maybe I'm wrong on this. But but I wasn't so hyped on on this card uh, for the single lane map. When I, when I say I use it as like an insurance, it's very loose. It's it's mainly yeah. basically the the three mana, and then when you flip it, it's a plus one. So it's yeah. it's providing that aggro. It's not gonna fizzle for nothing. That is that is truly the main reason why I included it. Another card that I had in my deck, which was really interesting, I think, is Sky Tear Drain. I think it's just a fantastic late-game card that can really put in work. 
Yeah, I I also have it in the deck, and it's it's super super annoying or super super strong. I mean, you you can't play it as a reaction, obviously, mm-hmm. but getting rid of opponents' cards, especially if if they're they're combo related or or just messing with the plans, feels very strong. So yeah, especially if they're holding stuff, it's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, and I think almost as well if if. Depending on the hand management, but if you actually play it on turn two before ultimates come into effect, I think you can really create some uncomfortable situations if they've been holding ultimates and whatnot. And then all the other cards, so it's like, okay, we have to get rid of other pieces and keep the ultimates or, or you know, something along those lines, which could make uncomfortable decisions for your opponent. Yeah. Which is always a good thing to do when you're when you're playing a strategic game. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I, I think it's one one of the cards that could lean into these feels bad moments for for your opponent because you can't Mm -hmm. really play around it i mean you can react to it and play the cards you want to play um in as a reaction to sky rain but yeah usually you don't play them at an optimal time then or or they aren't Mm -hmm. even efficient but it's a card when you look at other games like like discard decks or or something like this always uh aren't the how can you say not, not the nicest experiences? No, but on it's the, the other first hand, one we're seeing too. Yeah, but on the other hand, it costs two mana, and you're basically doing nothing for yourself. So let's see how this one turns out. It, mm-hmm. it definitely has has uh, lots of potential, I think. <laughs> yeah, and because it's the only one that exists, it's like decks are not built around this hand yeah, destruction yeah, you can't idea your yet. Opponent's hand or something like this. Yeah, it's not a Easily. it's not a new thing yet. But I mean, if I, I'm sure there's some people out there who are going to do things like that, Mind Palace, that again, potentially you 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 could see some stuff like that. So they're then getting four cards. Like that is obviously a potential cool thing that could exist. <laughs> yeah, the air quotes cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, what about you? Is there some other cards that you had? Because I wasn't playing anything from Nupton, and I know you had Nupton as one of your color options. Did you have any of the cards from the new set from Nupton? I had uh, no, I don't think so. I had uh, Psychic Shield, Sky Tear Drain, and that's basically it. I think from 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 the new new block. Yeah, I had Doom as well, but I didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of them. It was more kind of like Splash, and we didn't get to see it because it's in one of the heroes I didn't choose. And again, that's, I think, a counter to uh, trying to save heroes, and and really, I feel it's it's another disruption card for sure, I think. Yeah, definitely. I would would have liked to to see it uh, played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, unfortunately, it didn't. Didn't happen. I wasn't brave enough to put Refractin in because it uh, would have messed a little bit too much with my mental capacity of <laughs> thinking yeah, ahead when to use it. <laughs> and yeah, as 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 with all as with all three mana cards, especially in the single lane map, I think you you have you have to have purpose for them. Uh, and by that I mean you have. At least I think I, I feel uh, more comfortable when playing, when I know what to do, do with them and not be too reactionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So let's now talk about our gameplay a little bit. Sure. We got to play the Ashen Pass map for the first time. Yes. And the one thing that really surprised me with this, and I don't think you're going to disagree with this, was that 
how unfamiliar it felt. It felt like playing Sky Terror almost for the first time again. Like even though I'm familiar with heroes and the way the cards work, yeah, it did feel very much like we were playing much slower than usual and. That I felt very uncertain with moves I should be doing at times, which was not something I had f- experienced in quite some time. How about yourself? Yeah, it was pretty similar for me. I tried actually tried to play fast because I I, I wanted to to get maybe a couple of games in, but then even even trying to play fast and just go by your guts, it took quite a while longer than than we when we play on the two lane map. Mm-hmm. So. That's something to note, but I think that's the that's that's um, effect for every new game that you tackle. Every new set, it's a, it's just the way it works. Like right now, I'm in the the throes of a new Keyforge set, and it's still taking some time to get familiar. Even though there's a lot of cards you've seen before, the yeah. interactions that exist now uh, are different, and so you're learning those new interactions, and that's what's happening with Ash and Pass, I think. Yeah, I need time to develop some new thought patterns. Uh, which which then get uh, automated later on, and you you play faster. It's true, yeah. So we we had a pretty cool game, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my mono, I played my mono blue deck pretty aggressively, kill uh, oriented, with Freyhel doing most of the work because you you had a pretty armor intense lineup. So mm-hmm. I was really enjoying her Pierce uh, option that you get when you uh, worship her. When you shapeshift her, why don't you share your heroes that you brought in? Uh, I played Freyhel, uh, played Estrada, Estrida, uh, Shilavi, and I decided as my fourth hero I will bring Brilvar, which was probably not a good idea. I should have gone with maybe Korja or something. That's what I thought you were going to do. Yeah. And for myself, I brought in a very tanky group of Hogasai, Brilvar, and Goldbjarn. And my fourth hero I brought it was uh, Frail. Yeah. And my my thought process was my fourth hero being Frail was that uh, if we were getting later into the game and my heroes were getting down, that she could come in and not have been attacked a bunch and then start applying some healing to those damaged heroes. You made your heroes appear in a better order. Like I think Brilvar early is pretty good because he can uh, mess up the opponent. Maybe we mm-hmm. can just talk a little bit about a good old Brovar. guy. Yeah, bro, yeah, my bro-var. my personal <laughs> Brovar. Yeah, the bro, <laughs> the bro, bro, Brovar. Bro, yeah, he's just such a good great. dude on this map. And I, he's my favorite hero before we even started this map. So it was really great that he has been upped some in terms of his power within the game of Sky Terror on Ashen Pass. So I really enjoyed him. He was fantastic. The, the taunt, like, honestly, is like you cannot understate how strong it is on Ashen Pass. Yeah. And a nice little bonus effect that he has three armor and gives additional armor to close heroes, close other light mm-hmm. open heroes. Yeah. With the bonus that he <laughs> that he disables heroes, other players' heroes, it's it's super good. And who knew yeah, that when true. you have a cramped map that you can easily uh, get close to two heroes. So Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> you apparently because you brought him first, so yeah. 
nice thinking, Blake. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I, I think I chose him last though because I didn't want it to be apparent that I was coming with Brilvar. Like my idea was like go Hogasai because then I still have my red heroes and bring the the blue heroes last. But so Hogasai has definitely become one of my absolute most favorite heroes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to. I believe it was. Uh, Michael, who who suggested I swap in Hogasai into my previous deck that I had. And since then, I've just found he puts in just so much work, does so many things. It has like a pseudo-mage with the marked ability, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. So I, I've really taken to Hogasai. So for me right now, Brovar and Hogasai are so far my, my I think, my go-tos for this. Oh, okay. But I'm not entirely sure yet. I still got to experiment. I want to try out some of my other heroes that I have. Well, what's the thing you like about him? I mean, he's super tanky. He has 17 HP. He has two armor. He doesn't so hit he's, super strong. No, he doesn't he hit can... super strong, but the cards I have built in the deck are very much armor-related things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to utilize my armor to to go into you with my power cards. That's 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 a big theme in this deck because I'm utilizing the green theme so strongly between everything. Yeah. And you have those like impervious, granite skins, shield slams, reposts, like all those things are going to really uh, combo off, I think, very well going with the armor-based idea. Even if you're thinking of armor as defensive, so you're absorbing attacks, I'm almost using it as part of my aggression, which I think is an interesting line of play potentially. Yeah, with I still need to further. Exactly. Yes. All those, all those sort of things. So I also like Hogasai because I'm not really bringing a mage. He becomes very important to help deal with some of those things. It's obviously not crazy effective, mm-hmm. but it does provide some uh, insurance against those magey or those, um, those armor based characters. So, um, Neliklin is one of my heroes I have as the mage because he yeah. just helps is the glue between everything because he can cast. Uh, any any color card, so that mm-hmm. that really provides that. But uh, I didn't go for it this time, which I'm I really am curious with exploring the full range of heroes I have in my deck. Uh, the two that were not mentioned was obviously Neliklin, and then Akimo is my yeah. other hero. So I'm very interested in exploring all the combinations. I think when you're starting, like like when we started a new map playing on on Ashen Pass, I think what we should have done is like play draft a deck of only four heroes and disregard the two additional heroes you can select from and just get a feel on on a certain lineup like mm. uh, trying to put in Nelaclan and, and see see what happens because it's I think it's really hard to uh, get to a conclusion about how good your deck is when you have six heroes and you're not sure if your lineup selection was bad if you in case you lo- you lose the game, you're mm-hmm. not sure what, what's the primary cause on, on this. Did you play bad? Were the heroes not synergetic? Didn't you counterplay your opponents? So uh, did did you didn't you maybe uh, counter pick very well? So I think that there is there's uh, some merit in just drafting a four man lineup and then see what what are the shortcomings because maybe it isn't really a problem that. You don't have mages. Uh, maybe, um, maybe you have uh, with Hogusai you have enough armor piercing or pseudo piercing uh, mm-hmm. already in there. So that's that's something I will do after after this game. Uh, get a nice uh, four man lineup. And, and we can do bit. that next time we play. Let's let's do a test and swap things in. Yeah, I also think that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, 
I think another thing that also comes into play is that when you're playing something new and you're not aware of like the proficiencies one way or the other, you're also not necessarily playing things in the most optimal way. So you don't really know if it is the right or wrong because mm -hmm. you're not familiar with what right or wrong is at this point in time. So that's something that repetition will obviously uh, correct at some point. And yeah. you can also, during those times of repetition, swap things in and see where success happens and where the troubles are. Sure, yeah. So when we when we think about the new map, the single lane map, what would you say are some core concepts that you have to put in your deck to be successful on it? So I think for sure you're going to be relying on the deck, like things flipping from the deck quite a bit. Like you were able to do a lot of flips because of the ability that Shalavi presented. So every mm -hmm. time I was hitting your heroes, you were flipping, uh, regardless of the fact that it was generally going into one of my tanks and the armor was just absorbing. It still provided you to actually cycle through your deck much faster than me. Uh, I definitely don't have any two-flip heroes out on the board, yeah. which also created that potential as well. So I went through my deck slower, which I was okay with. It actually worked out okay. But uh, I just feel that the concept like things that I'm thinking about was like, honestly, I just threw together stuff that I thought would be fun. Like I wanted mm -hmm. to attack. I was thinking more about having to deal with minions than I normally do because yeah. you can't just ignore the the minion side of things. So that was one concept as normally when I'm building an aggro deck, I'm not as concerned with the minions. I did consider it quite a bit here. Yeah. I think that's, that's actually very true that you, you can't uh, disregard the minions, or you can't disregard um, direct damage to your heroes. So uh, one thing that I I think is necessary when you build a deck, you need to have some, especially some sort of answers to hero threats. So some sort of disable heal elements or pushing elements, like uh, denying your opponent to to attack you uh, from adjacent hexes or heal up a little bit. I think you can't, uh, in comparison to the two-lane map, you can't go all in on, on like a push idea. You need answers for mm -hmm. for kill threats. Do you think you can go more all in on aggro though on this map? I think so. Yes, because it's in my in my mind, it's easier to find answers to to minions. I I, I would say that it's also important to have some sort of AOE in your deck. So that when you lose mm. control uh, on the minions, um, you need yeah some answers that that provide your AOE damage, um, because otherwise uh, you can only like kill one uh, minion per hero, and that's pretty sad. So yeah. the good old dragon punch or something like this is very valuable, I think. I agree. Yeah, I know I have to make some adjustments. The the thing that's kind of sad is like I want to put in some new cards, like from the from Ashen Pass. Mm -hmm. But the old cards I feel I want to like I wanted to try them, but now that I've I've had some experience, I'm kind of not sure if I want to keep some of them and fall back on some favorites that I think could be more effective in certain ways. So it's it's hard because I do want to experiment with those cards and, and get to understand them better. But you, I guess you just have things that are familiar, and I don't know if that's just a case of that being familiar. So that's something I always think about with this after we've played. In, in general, I really like the new cards. I 
I don't think you can just grab all, how many are there, um, 10 or something. You can just take all of them and, and slot them in and have a cohesive or, or well-rounded deck, obviously. But I think for every archetype that you're playing or that you're building, there are one or two options that you can put in and feel really comfortable about it. I think mm-hmm. Skyter Discharge is interesting. Like uh, when when a hero crosses uh, a white line, they take damage. I think there's there's some neat plays in this. Mm-hmm. Um, as a control player, uh, I immediately think about Overflow, where you draw three cards and then discard two. So you have a little bit of cycling, not net positive, but at least cycling. So. Yeah, I think you have this for all the colors. There there are interesting cards that will probably make it their way into the deck. So I think the last thing we need to talk about is the whole when a hero dies and then <laughs> the fourth hero comes into play. I think that's the last point we, we definitely need to address. Yeah. That's a that was super a super new feeling to mm-hmm. to have in the game. First the, the hero when it dies it's dead. But uh as a a new challenger has appeared, as as one could say. When whenever mm-hmm. a hero dies, immediately you spawn your fourth hero, and so losing the first hero is isn't all that bad. It's only bad later on when you uh, lose your next hero. Yes. But the turn you lose them, you're actually pretty okay because you get another hero that you can do stuff with. So there is an interesting timing flow. So you might even get an advantage of losing a hero because you get your new fresh and shiny hero immediately on the board and can do stuff with him so yeah that's a very interesting dynamic what's what are your thoughts and you did that to great effect i mean i was more surprised when it happened i only got to do a couple things but you actually planned for it to happen and essentially use your astrida to do some work and then, because it was, I made them the oversight of killing you too much so that you were able to just lose two HP and take yourself off the board and then get an extra activation, which I, I actually appreciated as a really cool thing that could be done. And yeah, that was just, I thought that was really neat. So you basically got two, a full extra activation during that turn. Yeah, you you surrounded my Nexus with minions. So Brilvar wouldn't have a nice spot to spawn. So Estrada killed a minion close to my nexus she converted it died from it and on the new empty spot brilvar a new shiny brilvar emerged and yeah went to town indeed yeah (laughs) so yeah that's that's a really cool strategy that you can kind of work around uh in i guess a few ways so i i really appreciated that that strategy and i think it adds a level of strategy so i'm glad that is something that exists within this map because i think it is very unique and very interesting and then of course we cannot end an episode without doing the wrap-up segment which is the sinkhole and this week we actually have one that i think applies to both of us something we both learned from playing this map yeah it's the epic new duo sinkhole Yes. And um, Christian, why don't you just fill everyone in with what that is? One thing I one thing I realized is just remember your triggers. When when you play this neat little blue cloud of of shapeshifted heroes, 
you always have some triggers. You have Shilavi, which uh, allows uh, your heroes, your shapeshifted heroes to retaliate. You have Freyhel, which allows uh, newly shapeshifted heroes to heal. Brilvar grants them extra uh, extra armor. So there are a lot of a lot of triggers that you that you have to keep thinking about and not miss them because those two HP heals could be massive, or the one or two damage uh, from from a Shilavi uh, retaliation or revenge attack could be huge. And they actually were huge in our game because it allowed me to later on uh, kill your first hero from 6 HP and yeah. I got I got her to 6 HP by Shila, by Shilavi's revenge ability mm-hmm. it's true so that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode uh, you can find both of us on the discord I am under Boulevard Paper Fight that's BLVD Paper Fight and you can find Christian as Rem that's R-E-M So uh, thanks everyone for tuning in and until next week when we have our next guest on, we'll be sure to not let you listen to us just drivel on again. We'll make sure we have (laughs) someone exciting to join us. Definitely. Have a nice evening, day or whatever time it is when you're listening to this. Thanks for listening and see you around. Outsiders only. This is Sky Terror.